0: Happy New Year to all of you. What a joy it is to welcome you on this first Sunday of 2022. It is just so good to be able to be gathered in this online space. My name is Craig and it's a joy for me to be an elder and to serve as part of Riverside Community Church. And again, just a special welcome to all of you who have taken this first Sunday of the year to gather and focus on the things of the Lord. I don't know about you but i'm actually really grateful to say goodbye to 2021 what a difficult year for so many of us this uh, pandemic and all of the changes that have come to our lives have been very painful this isolating. one of the things that we've also really wanted to do is just kind of cry out for some normality in our lives while at the same time uh, being fearful that nothing is going to ever be the same again. So living in this uh, connected, disconnected, online, offline season has taken its toll on us and in many aspects we've gone backwards in our lives and in our faith and I don't know about you but at the start of a new year I'm always processing well what's going to be different this year? What changes do I want to make and bring to my life in this new season and you know as we tidying up the house and packing away the Christmas stuff and focusing in on the new year, the new school year, new varsity year, you you know there's a whole lot of new season that's coming and we love to think about changes and, and resolutions and hopefully over the next two weeks we're going to be helping shape what that could look like in our lives. Because while we have been so disrupted by these last two years of this pandemic, what has been true is that Jesus is still building His church. We're still called to be transformed into ever-increasing measure into His likeness. That has not stopped. The Great Commission is still in place. We're still called as God's children to go out and make disciples of all nations. And so with that in mind, I'm I'm wanting to encourage us around three vital areas of our faith. As we're thinking about change, as we're processing the new year, how can we see kind of growth in our relationship with God, our relationship with people, and the gift to us, His body, the church? And so I want to kind of introduce that by this phrase that I'm going to use a lot in the next two weeks these two words uh, lean in because it's been so disruptive every aspect of our life has been disrupted by uh, lockdown and this pandemic that in many ways we have gone backwards you know we experienced our own um, time of quarantining and isolating was just over 20 days because of our family getting sick But when we went out into public again, we genuinely experienced social anxiety. And so for many of us, there's apprehension to re-engage with faith and people and crowds and, and all of what our faith used to look like. And so now many of us are going like, I understand, like I'm struggling. And so I want to. Experience all that the Lord has for me. I want to engage with my good father and his body, the church. But I'm left going, How? How do I pick up after all of this? And so, lean in is going to be a practical way for us to re engage all the things of the Lord. Think of the sports analogy of a runner who has been injured. Once a runner is injured, can't go out and and hit the road again because of the injury the injury won't allow the runner to do anything it'll just do more damage and so what happens with the athletes is they go into a time of rehabilitation and healing and in the rehabilitation and healing time there's a, a kind of a leaning in where they test out for example if it's a leg injury they put weight on it they get it going again and and from the injury it's walking or standing on the leg then it's walking a little bit and then it's walking a little bit further and then it's stretching and strengthening and then it's a short jog until you can build up to where you were at your best that's leaning in that's re-engaging that's Gaining momentum into vital areas of our lives that have been negatively affected by the last two years because it has taken a massive toll on every single one of us. But because Jesus is still on His throne, because Jesus is still building His church, because we're still called to transformation, because we're still called to be living out and fulfilling the Great Commission, we need to figure out in 2022, how do I lean back into all the things of God and see momentum uh, growing again? I recently started reading a very interesting book called Atomic Habits. And I'm loving it because... We want to make changes to our lives. We want to see areas improve. We want to get healthy. We want to love God more and engage with all that we have. But sometimes the changes that we make are just too big. And we're not even conditioned mentally to make small changes. Which is why we often fail at our goals that we set for ourselves. And one of the things that this book is so vital in helping us understand is... A 1% gain in multiple areas of our lives is significant. And the compound effect of me just leaning in, just reengaging in a small way in some areas of my life that have been completely disrupted is going to see some significant change. And so lean in is going to just be exactly that. It's going to be handles, some very practical things that you and I can use. To re-engage the things of the Lord that have been disrupted by the last few years. Leaning in and seeing the compound effect of all of that. Getting me to where God wants me to be. All that he has for me. And me living my best life in my faith. My personal relationship with Jesus. With people. And his beautiful gift to us. The church. So as we do that I want you to grab a Bible. And read with me in Luke chapter 10. This is going to be our base passage. At least for this Sunday's message this passage is Jesus having some engagements with the teachers of the law now one of the things is the teachers of the law and Jesus they didn't get on well the teachers of the law didn't like Jesus and they often try to confront him with issues of the law and they often try to like trick him up and somehow find a way to slam him publicly and so here is what's happening. We're going to pick up Luke chapter 10 from verse 5. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? He replied, how do you read it? And so the teacher of the law answered he said love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself you have answered correctly jesus replied do this and you will live but he wanted to justify himself so he asked jesus and who is my neighbor In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and when he was attacked by robbers, they stripped him of his clothes. They beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road. And when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too a Levite. When he came to the place and saw him, passed by the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came to where the man was. When he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him, bandaged his wounds, poured on oil and wine, then put the man on his own donkey and brought him to an inn and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, gave to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said. And when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? The experts in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus replied, go and do likewise. So, pretty familiar story with us with the good samaritan but i love how in luke's account of this it's framed by the expert in the law asking jesus what must i do to inherit eternal life jesus responds back to him is how do you read it in the law and we get this um these two commandments love the lord your god with all your heart soul mind and strength and then love your neighbor as yourself and it's so important because jesus responds back to him saying Do this and you will live. See how important the concepts of loving God and loving our neighbors are. So relationship with God, our Savior, and then relationship with people. This is very, very important for us in our matters of life and faith. And so if we think about how we can lean in and grow and see change in just those two areas of our life it's going to have a massive compound effect on our life and our faith ministry and church and so I want us to lean into that this Sunday so the first one is love God that's interesting How, how do I how do I love God and and for me this is really important because it's out of this incredible response of how God has loved me and how God has loved me. If you missed our December series, go back online and we did a series called Love Came Down, where we really try to unpack for us what it means for God to show us His love. And He did that ultimately by while I was an enemy, while I was disconnected from Him, living still in my sin, deserving eternal punishment, God took on flesh, became a man, lived the perfect life and then the perfect death so that i could have my sins forgiven in his death on the cross and his victory over the grave my greatest enemy sin shame and death were defeated and i am brought back into a relationship with god he now calls me a son and i'm a co-heir with christ i did not deserve any of this this was just a complete gift because he is a good loving gracious father and so that is how he has shown me love and because of that, I'm invited to love him back. And it is a joy for me to say, yes, I love you, God. But another question then comes in is, is how? Because I desire to. I want to love him more and more and more. But how do I do this? Because love's got to somehow look like something, right? If you have to stop my wife in the, in the shops and say, how do you know your husband loves you? Hopefully her answer won't be well he said it on the wedding day but that she'll actually share some practical examples of how she experiences my love for her. Maybe another example would be you go and visit someone and they have this exquisite garden and you ask them how did your garden get like this? Their answer is going to be well I just leave it and it just takes care of itself. And one day I woke up and the garden looked like this. You'll, you'll never hear an answer like that. No, the answer is probably going to be along the lines of I tend the garden. I regularly prune and cut back and uh, I season me, I, I take care of it and I add fertilizer, I water. Almost every single day I'm spending some time in the garden taking care of it. That's how it ends up looking like it does and so again for us to foster our relationship with God and with people we're going to need to bring in new habits and lean into uh, the things that we used to do to get to the fullness of all that God is inviting us into I once heard this say that obedience is God's love language and one of the ways that we respond in love to god is by living out all that he has invited us into so the question becomes then okay how do i love god what does it look like and how do i lean into that so some of the mistakes that can get made around this is there's two maybe big ones when it comes to like resolutions and changes that we're going to make okay this year this january i'm going to start the mission to read my bible cover to cover and so we start 2nd of January, 3rd of January, we open up and we start at the beginning, Genesis, and we're going to go every single day. And then we get kind of caught up in some of the hard name passages and then it doesn't make sense and like, oh, I can't pronounce any of these names. And and maybe you push on really hard through Genesis and then you get to all the laws and then it just gets really like, what is going on? And we close it and we walk away. And we have maybe started that six seven times in our lives and and we just don't know why we keep failing at trying to read the bible cover to cover and another mistake uh, and a desire that gets made is okay i am going to start having daily time or quiet times where i'm reading scripture and reflecting on it and so i'm going to get up early before anyone else does in the house i'm going to set my alarm i'm going to make the coffee and i'm going to have a quiet time with the lord But we start this in january The week after Christmas, when most of us are on holiday, who gets up early in the first week of January? And so because we're just exhausted and we're trying to refresh ourselves, one of the things is we may have such great intentions with that, but we fail. And so I want to encourage you and I I don't want to presume anything about where you are in your walk with the Lord right now and where you are in your faith journey but this idea of leaning in is not thinking about these big changes as I've mentioned that we're not conditioned to make and which is why we often fail at them because they're just too big for us with where we are in our lives but to think about the significance of smaller changes that will have a compound effect in our lives and so for me there are three major areas that i enjoy in engaging with the lord and so one is the bible two is prayer and three is worship this is how i personally engage with the lord for me the bible reveals all that he is and he has revealed how he wants me to live so in obedience and in loving him i try to read scripture and then put it into practice in my life and live it out with ever-increasing faithfulness and obedience. Prayer is how I talk to the Father about what's going on in areas of my life. And so it's a vital thing for me to talk out all that I'm experiencing and feeling and engage with the Father around what I'm going through and what I'm reading in Scripture. And then worship is a time for me to refresh as I Uh, put on music and I sing with joy to my Savior who is the only one who is worthy of praise. And I think if we look at those three areas, we are going to increase in them and we're going to have a compound effect that's going to benefit us. So if the mistake is made to just dive into Genesis and, and, and we lose track there, How can I lean into scripture better and into the Bible better so that I can see growth? And again, don't underestimate the value of a small gain. Because, and again, as I said, I don't want to presume, but maybe you haven't been reading scripture before. Maybe the Bible has not been something that you've engaged with. So the significant impact that would have in your life from moving to not reading to just reading some scripture is going to be massive. And so, maybe the goal for you is to go out and buy a hard copy of a Bible or download the YouTube Bible app so that you can have access to Scripture. And then maybe it's starting to read, and I would encourage you if you're going to start reading Scripture in January, try one of the Gospels, The Life of Jesus. For me, that is so inspiring. And so life-giving and a lot easier to read than some of the Old Testament stuff. Not to say that that is not of any value. But if you're going to start reading something, start reading in one of the New Testament books. Especially one of the Gospels. And I personally love the book of John. Really just inspires me around the magnificence of Jesus. And I learn so much every time I read the book of John. But going from not reading to reading is huge. huge. Maybe all you read is uh, an Instagram verse with a, a nice color background. Maybe how you could lean in and gain momentum in scripture reading. is you see that post, see where the verse is from, go and find it in your Bible and maybe just read the whole chapter. As I said, maybe it's getting a hard copy of a Bible. Maybe it's reading once a week and then moving to reading twice a week to four times a week. Maybe it's moving your Bible to your desk where you work. And so then whenever you see it, you maybe just read a little bit in the next bit of John. And, and so you carry on. But I want to encourage you. There's just so much life there. And the compound effect of starting to regularly read Scripture is going to mean that we're learning more about the nature of God. We're learning more about our Savior. We're learning to live out our faith more. We're learning to see how, what He desires of us. And we get to learn more about our God and worship Him more. And I want to encourage you just to lean into that. And of course, prayer. You know, the, this is a habit that we all wish we could do more and be better at. We would all probably say we're embarrassed about our prayer life. When I started to increase wanting to pray, I used a very specific method of trying to set an alarm every day. And then when it went off to remind me to pray, I would set a timer of two minutes. And so my habit training was to pray for two minutes a day. Then in the next few weeks, I increased it to four minutes, to six minutes, to seven, to eight minutes. And I eventually got to praying for over an hour every single day. Being very structured, using prayer cards where I'd write down things that I needed to pray for. I'd shuffle them up and have them face down. And it'll always be almost being like anticipation. Okay, what am I going to turn over and pray for next? But if you're going to set yourself the goal well I'm going to pray for an hour and we've not been praying for even two minutes it's going to be something that's going to be very difficult for us to do which is why this compound one percent small habits leaning back into these disciplines over time is going to have a significant net gain for us. And then of course worship and leaning into that might be well what streaming service do you use? Do you use iTunes or Spotify? Uh, something along those lines on my phone I have Spotify. Oh, I have iTunes and on my computer I have Spotify and there I have some great playlists that are already made up that I just um, download or add to my playlists and I get really good worship and regularly I put that on and it nourishes my soul and what really helps me in my faith is those three areas that I just lean into more and more and more with small gains And over time, I have seen myself grow so much in my faith and loving God more and enjoying the fullness of relationship more. And so maybe think about it like this. What is the next step I have to take when it comes to scripture, to prayer, to personal worship? And don't underestimate going, well, I'm going to set an alarm to pray for two minutes. Because if you weren't praying and now you're praying for two minutes, that's massive And I really hope you can even make that change. Because I'm guaranteed that that is going to have a significant impact in your life. And if it's just reading a couple of verses of scripture each day. And you've moved from an online post to uh, actually reading scripture. And then if you move to going, okay, God, help me live this out. That's going to be massive in your life. So I want to encourage you with those things. And then Jesus goes on to talking about our neighbors. So it's loving God, so important. And because God loves people, loving our neighbors is so, so important. And being in a Jewish culture, Jesus does an incredible job here of debunking who our neighbor is. Because he goes to a person where there's a, there's a priest and a, a Levite who are supposed to be seen as spiritual people good people but a samaritan is an outcast a a jew doesn't touch a samaritan they don't go anywhere near there but what jesus is showing is even someone who is an outcast in society is our neighbor and in fact the guy goes our neighbor is the person who has had mercy on on the victim of the robber and i want to encourage you with this as well is that we have been in a time of social isolation and what that has done to us is it's made our circles smaller. We found people who we feel are safe and because of just self-preservation and social anxiety, we've withdrawn into a smaller bubble, but we are called to be part of community. We are called to show mercy on people and we're called to love our neighbors. And because again, of this disruptive nature of the pandemic, we've also retreated backwards into that area of our lives and just as i've encouraged us around scripture prayer and worship just some practical handles is around church i'm going to speak far more about that next week but community and small groups is such a vital component about life at riverside and so here's some maybe some practical handles for you to lean into with community maybe it's a case of you going okay i'm going to move from online only to starting to engage in in in-person. Maybe the goal for you and the leaning in is going to go, I'm going to come once a month because I've only ever engaged in Riverside Online. And so I'm going to come from behind my computer screen and actually sit in with everyone together. And then maybe that becomes twice a month to a more regular thing of being gathered with all of God's people in a physical space. Maybe the move is to go from coming to church to staying a little bit longer and actually venturing out to try some of the good coffee and enjoy some conversation with some people. Maybe it's going to be, okay, well, I do that, but I only talk to the people I know. I'm going to find someone I don't know. And then maybe it's going, It's going to find someone who I don't know that's also very different to me. Maybe it's the next step is going, okay, I'm going to invite someone I don't know into have a meal in my home and get to know them on another level. Then maybe it's going, okay, well, I do the big group thing on a Sunday, and maybe it's going to be a case of going into the small group, which is our life group ministry where so much discipleship and community happens. Maybe it's saying, okay, I'm going to risk, them. I'm going to find a group, and then I'm going to actually engage in life with them and be vulnerable and have people speak into my life. But I'm convinced. Right, Because of how much God loves me, and because of what He desires for me, and through the empowering of the Holy Spirit, His goal for me is to be transformed into His likeness, into His image. Jesus has done that for me uh, on the cross. He has dealt with my biggest enemies. He's brought me into the kingdom of God. I'm a son of God. I'm, I'm loved by the Father. I'm in a safe space because of what He has established for me. And so the freedom for me there is to lean in. And so as you're thinking about all these changes that you want to make to your life into the new year, I want you to think of these words, love God, love people. What is it going to look like for me to lean into scripture, to praying, to worship? What are the next steps that I have to take to see some change and momentum there? Remember not big changes, the compound effect of small changes. Don't underestimate the power of not reading to reading scripture. It's huge in your life. You're going to reap such benefits from that. From going from not praying to praying to increasing my prayer time. From not having my uh, worship be a part of my day to regularly hearing the praises of God and see what that does to your mood as you lift it and turning all your anxieties and your worries to the Lord and having his peace fill your heart and then experiencing the true joy that comes from biblical community. I'm excited for what that could mean for your life this year because I over the years have really benefited from all of that. Because before I'm a pastor, I'm a a Christian and I still need to take care of these disciplines in my own life. And it's what's seen me grow so much is just leaning in more and more and taking the next step and ever increasing growth through the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. As I trust Him to do that in my life, as I co-partner with um, Jesus to see that change happen in my life. And so I want to invite you to lean in. Lean into loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And to lean into figuring out what it looks like to love your neighbor as yourself. To re-engage, to take the next step into these areas. That's the invitation that I want to encourage you with. That's what I want you to kind of process and, and use to shape what this year is going to look like. So let's pray. Jesus, thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit. That transforms us more and more to your image and likeness with ever-increasing glory. Thank you that as I labor, it's the power of your Holy Spirit that is working in me to make me more like you. Jesus, I know that for so many people, the last two years have been so disruptive and it's taken a massive toll on our lives and our faith and, and living out our lives with you. So won't you help us and give us your grace and your mercy to help us lean in. And I pray that you would be so gracious to everyone who starts to read scripture again. Who starts to pray and to worship. Holy Spirit, won't you be present with them in very tangible ways. So they can enjoy you and just cause them to lean more and more and more into you. And the compound effect will just be people who are experiencing the fullness Of relationship with you. And the joy that comes with that. In your holy name. Amen. Well thank you so much for joining us. This first Sunday of the year. And I really look forward to seeing you all in person on the 9th. As we go into the next uh, series. Or the next part of the series called Lean In. Have a great rest of your week. And I look forward to seeing you all on the 9th.